I'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch and shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Oh, hey guys, welcome on in. It's your Jazz Game Night post-game show as we recap a dominating performance by the Jazz en route to a 30-point blowout of the Indiana Pacers, 118-88. I'm Scott Gerard filling in for Jake Scott alongside Ben Anderson. Jazz get huge performances tonight from Donovan Mitchell, 25 points, and a 2014 night for Rudy Gobert as he was his dominant uh, self. And the Jazz uh, cruise to an impressive victory, Ben, over a Pacer team that is frankly going to be battling for probably a two or three spot in the Eastern Conference playoffs. I was surprised you just said a 30? The Jazz just beat them by 30? Yeah. That's... That's, you just don't see that number in the NBA no. very often. Now, actually, the Celtics did it to the Lakers tonight of all teams, but 30 is unusual. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big discrepancy in 48 minutes. It really is. And the fact that this team pretty much, I mean, Jazz led by six at the break or at the end of the first quarter. They led by 12 at halftime and actually led by 17 in the second quarter. And frankly, you know, I, you and I were sitting in here in studio watching the game at no, port, at no point really after the first quarter did I really feel like this game was ever really going to be out yeah it, it never it never got close and it never actually felt like and the jazz were playing really well it just never felt like the jazz were having their best game of the season yeah and they might have they might have like you said the pacers are really good they might end up with the two seed in the east and the jazz beat them by 30 and it wasn't close this is maybe where we're at right now where a ho-hum 30 point victory against the uh, against the pacers might be uh, kind of par for the course on what we expect hope that's not the case but it just kind of felt like that tonight as the jazz just cruise to a huge victory 25 points we mentioned for donovan mitchell 20 points 14 rebounds for rudy gobert those are some of your sharp stats of the game brought to you by les olsen company les olsen company your office technology partner let's send you down to the locker room quinn snyder the head coach of the jazz addressing the media every time the pacers would kind of cut into the lead a little bit you guys were able to throw together a run of their own um do what it seemed like every time the pacers cut into the lead you guys were able to throw together a run to kind of expand the lead again uh what made what what made you so effective at uh being resilient tonight and and, uh coming through in those situations well i think we we didn't give up second shots for one thing um and you know when they did go on a run our our defense you know stayed stayed solid i thought um there were a few times offensively where we um weren't as strong with the ball as we needed to be and that's you know indiana's they're quick and long and, and they have size so um you know credit them with making some plays but thought for the most part um, when you're consistent defensively you give yourself a chance to um, for good things to happen and obviously you know I thought you know Mike started to find a rhythm tonight which was good to see and, and some of those kind of run stopping plays were some shots that he hit um, but for the most part I thought just defensively as a group um, we were good and uh, like I said we did a good job on the boards which was really important. Dana. 
Quinn, you had uh, 21 turnovers, but they only scored 16 points off mm-hmm. of that. I guess that says a lot about your transition defense. You guys don't ask us any questions when we have 10 turnovers. <laughs> the uh, we, we, we were not as sharp with the ball as we needed to be. Um, and those live ball turnovers, um, you know, I thought there were a couple times we could have fouled to stop the break, um, but for the most part, guys really recovered well and got to the next play. I think that's, you know, when you do make a mistake on either end, you know, your ability to kind of put it behind you immediately and, and try to make a play on the other end, and we were able to do that. Quinn, that lineup that you had to close the third quarter, I think it was uh, Royce, Boyan, Tony, Jordan, and Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's obviously not a lineup that you've been able to use because Jordan's new and Mike's just coming back. But is that right. what do you see out of that lineup? Well, I think the, the clock went. Um, usually Donovan's playing during that time, and this time it was Boyan. So I think, you know, for us, um, with different guys, with JC, um, with Mike coming back, you know, we're going to see some some different lineups. And the key thing for that is, you know, whoever's on the floor, all five guys got to defend. And um, as they get more comfortable playing with each other, um, I think we'll continue to get even more efficient. Tonight, what did you see out of it? With, with that lineup? Yeah. Pretty good basketball. I thought they went on a little run at the end of the third quarter, to be honest with you. Um, I thought we got a little tired, Boyan in particular. Um, but again, it's a lot of times those things are going to happen because of timeout situations and things like that. And um, you know, I thought Tony did a really good job with that group, and uh, that really anchored them too. You guys may have, uh, you guys had Bogey guarding Miles Turner for a lot of the game, and, and how did, a couple other like maybe things that you might think were mismatches but didn't turn out to be. What what did you see from kind of that first attempt? Yeah, from Boyan mind? guarded guarding Miles. Um, the first time we played him too, um, and we feel real comfortable and confident with Boyan um, taking a matchup on the post. I think he, um, you know, did a good job of not fouling and just make someone make a tough shot over you. Uh, so it's uh, you know, th- there's going to be times when people try to play matchups, and whether we chase a matchup and try to defend, you know, prioritize what what we want, and you know, Royce on on. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon was was a priority early in the game because of his size. You know, he's such a good player, and um, it's hard to speed him up because he's so strong and so good with the ball. So, <laughs> so there's Quinn Snyder addressing the media, and I, I think an interesting point tonight uh, that he brought up. You know, obviously he jokes about the turnovers. Jazz turn, did turn the ball over a lot tonight. There were 21 turnovers in the game tonight, but doesn't really matter. Yeah, again, this was not the Jazz best game. I know. That's and a- it may have been the Jazz best game. Like, that is the level they're playing at right now. It's hard to, it's not hard to break down. The Jazz were great defensively. The Pacers were tired. The Jazz took them, took advantage of that, and just said, okay, we'll run the floor a little bit. We'll get into our offense really quick. We'll try and score off the dribble before we make a pass. Like, the Jazz did all the things you're supposed to do. Yeah. And still weren't great. And still missed passes. And Zach Guthrie at halftime on the show said, hey, we're missing corner three-point shooters. Like, we're not doing everything we can be doing well. And the Jazz still won by 30 and had their second biggest uh, margin of victory of the season since they beat the Kings by 32 to begin the year, basically. So this this team is just playing at a level we haven't seen in Utah in 20 yeah. years. Jazz shot about their average from the three-point line, 38.7%, which is, uh, in NBA standards, really good. It's number one in the NBA, and they shot that about again tonight. Uh, even with Boyan shooting just one of five from beyond the three-point line, although he still was able to get 16 points. And, and, and one thing I like about Boyan, too, is like if the shot's not falling, he's going to find other ways to, to get a shot yeah. and get his, get his looks. It, he, it, 
it's really funny. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're it's fine. funny That's to hear bad. Quinn pre-game. He just can't wait for Boyan to shoot shots. He just wants Boyan to shoot. He doesn't care if he's open. Yep. He doesn't care if he's defended. It's one of the things he goes back to over and over is that Boyan needs to take shots and more shots and more shots. And it doesn't matter if he's got a guy on him. It doesn't matter if he's wide open. Like, Of course, shoot when you're wide open. Yeah. But even if you've got a guy in front of you, he's still probably the Jazz best shooter at six foot eight and can get a shot off over anybody. Your three-point number sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping uh, members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Take another break. You'll hear from uh, Rudy Gobert and others as the Jazz get the victory tonight, 118-88 to over the Indiana Pacers. Scott Gerrard alongside Ben Anderson. Uh, hey, make sure to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz basketball right here on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. You know what? I think I can, uh, Ben and I can speak for every dad out there that uh, the Jazz winning always means a little extra. Because the day after every Jazz win, home or away, Little Caesars is giving you free pizza. Order one custom round multi-topping pizza through the Little Caesars app, and you will receive a free, large, extra, most bestest pepperoni pizza using promo code Utah Jazz. Valid at all participating Utah Little Caesars locations. Mobile orders only. All right, so you got the free pizza tomorrow because the Jazz just absolutely curb stomped the Pacers tonight, one eighteen to eighty eight, and uh, frankly, men, it really wasn't even that close. It wasn't. It was a, it was an uninteresting game. Other than the fact that the Jazz are easy to watch right now. Yeah, I, I always wondered this, and it was it, it, we've seen it a couple of times. But when you watch a, let's say you're a fan of Alabama, or if you've been a Golden State Warriors team uh, fan, is it fun to watch your teams blow out other teams, or does it get boring when you're up by twenty? No, it's still fun. Like it's still enjoyable. Yeah. Jazz fans were loving that tonight. We can hear it here in the studio. Uh, I know it's soundproof, but uh, when the when this place gets rocking. They're loving it, and it was rocking the entire second half. Ben and I were actually having a little wagers because we could hear the TV we watch in here is about 15 seconds behind what's going on in the arena. We'd hear a huge, huge, you know, you know, crowd noise, and then we wonder, okay, is it Donovan? Is it Rudy? Is it Joe? Who is it? And uh, it was a combination of pretty much everybody in this game tonight. Uh, going through the stat line tonight, Joe Ingles only six points tonight on two of three shooting. Uh, all two of those uh, shots coming from the three-point line. But again, when everybody has it rolling, it's kind of nice when you're a guy like Ingles and you can essentially you know, figuratively kind of check out a little bit and just let everybody else do their thing. And he had seven assists and, I know. and five rebounds. So he was he was great tonight. Yeah. He, he didn't need to be scoring. When you, when you can just kind of relax and just facilitate the offense, get some rebounds, and just let everybody else do their thing and how about Royce O'Neal by the way tonight five points those five points came early in the first quarter on the heels of the news announced earlier today that he's got himself a four-year extension that will keep him here in Salt Lake City for a long time and I gotta imagine too uh, having that taken care of and he probably knew for a while that it was yeah. heading in that direction but to actually put your you know put pen to paper know it's done that's got to be a relief to a guy when you've got that behind you and it's he doesn't need to earn another dollar for the rest of his life. He'll he'll be just fine with that. He doesn't need to make any more money, and yeah. good for him. He certainly will, because he'll only be thirty-one when this deal ends. But yeah, that you, you have to hope that's a huge, 
you know, weight off his shoulders. And you also have to make sure you still keep playing hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Gordy Chiesa tells a great story about a jazz player who retired the, jazz, the day the jazz signed him, <laughs> just gave him that big contract and never played hard again in his life. I think that happens a lot in the yep. NBA. Pretty much done at this point. And then, uh, but here's the thing. Mike Conley comes back. He plays 18 minutes uh, and he was outstanding. And if this is the Mike Conley you're going to get for the rest of the year, uh, get ready, folks, because this is going to be fun. He had 14 points in 18 minutes, 6 of 8 from the field, 2 of 3 from 3, and he was just cooking tonight. It's a flawed way to look at the playoffs, Scotty, to say, even though we, it's kind of a cliche, we talk about it a lot, you know, Lou Williams is going to win the Clippers one game of every playoff yep. series because yep. he's going to come off the bench and give you 25, and they're going to win that game. Well, Donovan's going to win you one, and Rudy's probably going to win you one. And then Mike might win you one, and Boyan might win you one. The Jazz are going to win games like this because – Mike Conley did exactly what he did tonight, where he yeah. goes six of eight, has 15 points in, I mean, how many minutes did he play tonight? 18, are you talking about... Uh, Mike Conley. Mike Conley had 18 minutes. 18 minutes. Yeah. Scored 14 points. Like he's yeah. going to have an 18-minute stretch, stretch in the playoffs where he scores 14 points, and he'll be playing 30 minutes at yeah. that point, but he will have a dominant stretch like that that wins you a playoff game. That's how teams win games, you yeah. know, and it's great if you have LeBron and he can win you every game or four out of seven, but the Jazz aren't built that way. They're going to need Donovan and Rudy to be great, and then they're going to need the other guys to win them a playoff game. And you can have nights where Royce O'Neal didn't shoot the ball well, Boyan Bogdanovich was just one of five from three. Those two combined, which are 45% three-point shooters, basically both of them, were just two of ten, and this game wasn't ever in doubt is a testament to how deep this team, how well-built this team is, the work that you've seen from Quinn Snyder coaching and Justin Zanuck and Dennis Lindsay building this roster out. It's complete. This vision is is, is coming to fruition. Uh, and then you got a guy, and you know we've talked about the Jordan Clarkson trade ad, na- ad nauseum, but but you talk about, and, and I'll go back and still another Gordy Chiesa liner as well, because you know he and I did a show together kind of in the mid-2000s, and he'd talk about a guy like Eddie House, who... Uh, you know, would be making five or six million dollars, and he would make one big shot in a playoff series, and be like, "All the money they paid was worth that one shot." Yep. And Jordan Clarkson may be that guy in Game Three or Four of a Western Conference semifinal, where he hits one big shot at the end of the fourth quarter, and you're like, "You know what? Everything that we worked for, that was that was it. That, that was moment. it right there. That yep. moment you put yourself in that spot to have success with that one guy who you know can do that yep. because he's." You know he he's he's uh, unforgiving or he, he he's uh, unapologetic about the way he plays basketball. And there are gonna be nights when when he might do something that drives you nuts a little bit. And then uh, you know there was a there was a, a a play where he's on a fast break. He's got wings to the outside, keeps it himself, can't get the pass off in time, and I believe ends up turning it over. Uh, and then on the next series goes down, boom, hits the uh, hits yeah. the three straight away. This was not Jordan Clarkson's best game, and he was good. Yeah. You know, he was still good. It's kind of the uh, theme of the night tonight. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's just an embarrassment of riches for the Jazz right now. And that's a uh, certainly a good problem to have as the Jazz get their 30th victory of the night of, of the season with a 118-88 to victory over the Indiana Pacers tonight. The Jazz, from a assist total, uh, dished out 22 assists on 47 made field goals. We'll talk more about that here in a bit, but let's send it down to the studio with George Niang. He's into, you know, more winning streaks or whatever yeah. you guys all those things in the first quarter you guys had 20 out of 29 points in the paint okay yeah. finished with 60 in the paint overall how how much did that kind of set the tone what you did inside in the first quarter yeah i don't think this gets addressed enough you know rudy does a great job of you know setting screens and rolling hard to the rim uh every time and you know he does a job that not a lot of 
get paid. Uh, um, so Rudy does a great job that, you know, is not exciting to most people or outside of our locker room or, you know, basketball, knowledgeable basketball people know, but, you know, he sets screens and he rolls and that creates opportunities for guys like me to get shots in the corner, for Joe to get on the rim. And Rudy was just dominant in the, in the first quarter of doing that, getting downhill and really... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and really, you know, sucking in their defense and uh, really making us a dynamic offense. What was the key defensively for you guys tonight? You hold them to forty-one percent overall and like twenty-seven percent from three. Uh, you know, coach really does a great job of you know dissecting a great game plan for us to go out there and execute. You know, I really want to make their guards think they have a dynamic big and Sabonis that you know really wants to get going in a pick and roll, and we tried to take that out with. We call it late switching, you know, for basketball knowledgeable people. But, um, yeah, so I think we did a great job of that and forced them to take shots out of their comfort zone. You mentioned Rudy does the stuff that, you know, may not always be exciting and all of that. But do you sense because he's galvanized by those things and enthusiastic about those things that it impacts his teammates to be the same way? Yeah, you know, whenever you can find a guy of Rudy's caliber that wants to do the little things because he loves winning, um, those things are immeasurable, and I don't think people understand how valuable he is to this team um, with screen setting, with blocking shots, of being the defensive player of the year, anchoring our defense with his talk. Uh, what he brings to the table, um, I don't think you can find anywhere else. He comes to work every day, plays his tail off, and you know he probably doesn't get the credit that he deserves, but that doesn't matter to him. As long as we win games, he's okay. Guys, that's George Niang. Let's go back to you. Thank you very much, Tony Parks, down in the Jazz locker room with uh, George Niang as the Jazz get the W. We talked about the assist, 22 assists on the night for the Utah Jazz, uh, proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller dealerships throughout the Jazz season. Larry H. Miller dealerships is donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven by you. Jazz basketball final score in this one is uh, 118 to 88. Take a break, come back, and uh, more from the locker room straight ahead on the Jazz Radio Network. score this one jazz get the victory 118 to 88 as the jazz uh, get their 30th win of the season jazz game night post game show brought to you by mark miller subaru utah's only negotiation free subaru retailer uh at the end of the night jazz get the dominating victory and it's just it's one of those games where there you could you know you can analyze a lot you can try to break it down but at the end of the day uh, Jazz flex their muscles on a team that looked tired. I mean, I'll give you, I'll give the Pacers that back end of a back to back. They looked a little weary tonight, uh, but the fact is, the Jazz smelled blood in the water and uh, put the old proverbial foot on the throat and said, "No, we're not even going to let you sniff this game tonight." This is a scheduled loss, as they call it uh, in the NBA. Yeah, the, they, the yeah. Nuggets were not supposed to win this game, but you're right. The Jazz just did not give them any sympathy, and that's what you need to do. And they were only up six at the end of the first quarter. But how about this, Scotty? The Jazz made 13 shots in the first quarter. One of them was a non-layup, non-dunk, non-three-point shot. They had one mid-range jump shot that they made of 13 baskets in the first quarter. Otherwise, it was layups, dunks, or three-point shots. Quinn Snyder just must be laughing himself to sleep at night that this team is is operating as, as perfectly as he wants them to. 
just uh, dominating in all aspects of this game. By the way, Jazz rebounding tonight. Overall, uh, Jazz with 53 rebounds and held uh, the Pacers to only 30 rebounds, plus 23 in the rebounding margin. And Quinn talked about that before the game. He said, yeah. if you rebound tonight like you rebound against every other team in the NBA, you're going to lose. You have to put so much effort because they're so big and so strong, and the Jazz were great. Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass report, is ready for another great year of Jazz basketball and is the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass, also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Programming. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team, team's rebound leader, Rudy Gobert, with all proceeds benefiting the neighborhood house. Speaking of Rudy, let's send it down to the locker room. We haven't beat these guys for a little bit, so we really wanted to come out ready tonight. Did it feel different beating a team that's <coughs> than maybe it has a lot of teams who are lower in the standings at all? It doesn't feel different. You know, every every team is a is an NBA team. Um, you know, some teams don't have a great record, but they, they still uh, they still beat some good teams. And we never want to be that team that gets beat. You know, it doesn't matter who we play, so we try to come out every night with a with a high level of urgency and focus. Seems like you played aggressive defense without fouling on the 11 total fouls. That was really what we wanted to do. Don't give him any free throws and uh, don't give him anything at the rim and don't give him any rebounds. You know, I think we did a great job doing those three. We had a few turnovers, but they didn't hurt us because we were able to, to run back. So, pretty good game for us. Winning is, winning is a lot of fun, but does dominating do something different for a team in terms of its confidence, just another level of it? I mean, we, we just can see the, the level that we can attain, you know, against, against a good team. Playing, coming off a back-to-back is true, but, uh, you know, it's still a very good team and they've beat, you know, they, I think they're going to be one of the best teams in the East this year. And, you know, it's, uh, it's great to see that we're able to keep playing four quarters and it's encouraging we got to keep you know keep all of our focus the same way and we're going to keep getting better yeah you know he's i mean he's he's finding his rhythm back he's been out for a while but uh you know we know we know what he can bring to the table it, it's all about him finding his rhythm and i feel like today he did a pretty good job doing it Offensively early against a team who's really good defense. I mean, we just try to move the ball. You know, we know that we knew they were going to collapse the paint every time, I, especially on the pick and rolls. Every time I roll to the basket, they were going to take away the the easy dunk. So we just had to move the ball, and you know, guys did a great job doing that. And it, it opened up the paint for you guys. Uh, Twenty of your twenty-nine points in the first quarter came in the paint. You had sixty overall as a team. That's what we want to do, you know, attack the rim, and we know that when we do that, it opens up the threes, and we got a lot of guys that can make those shots consistently, you know. And that's why I think we pray to have to guard when we when we move the ball. Tony seems to be getting more comfortable off the bench every, every game. I don't know when, it, when the guy in the game he didn't know what team he was playing for, <laughs> but he's getting more comfortable and he's, he's getting a lot better. The, the, the bench in general, uh, you know, Mike Conley obviously provides that spark as well. But um, what do you see from them in terms of their improvement? I mean, Tony's improved. I feel like he's been improving every, you know, every week. Uh, just getting that experience and you know being able to to get that toughness. Get get to fight against the best bigs in the league. You know, I think it gives him a, gives him an edge, and you know he knows 
he knows that we're gonna need him, you know, in order for us to to beat the very good teams. And uh, he's been taking up the, the challenge. You know, he's been he's been working his ass off, and and I can see the improvements. You know, we all can see. It. All right, guys, that's Rudy Gobert. Let's go back to you. Thank you very much. Tony Parks down in the Jazz locker room. <laughs> Tony Bradley is getting better. I thought that was a funny line by Rudy. Uh, or Tony Bradley's getting better. Rudy Gobert dropped the line. He goes, yeah, when he's first out there, I don't know if he was really sure what team he was playing for. Yeah. He, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's an old-time basketball saying. Plays yep. for both teams. <laughs> There's some guys out there who definitely play for both teams. They'll they'll do some good. They'll do a lot of bad. Tony Bradley's playing with a lot of confidence. You saw it against the Kings uh, in the last game. He had that nice dunk where he caught the ball and just said, yep. "I'm just going to go attack the rim." That's when you stop thinking. I, I and you can see Tony Bradley yep. tries so hard to not make mistakes that I'm sure he just couldn't get out of his own head. And that's what reps do. That's what getting on the floor does. And that's where Quinn Snyder is such a smart coach to say, "Hey, he might not be better than Ed Davis for his first 20 games or 15 games." But once it clicks, he can be better than Ed Davis is, and it's worth a gamble at this point in the season, and it looks like it's paying off. Well, and I mean, they went with him in crunch time minutes after Rudy Gobert fouled out in that game against New Orleans, and I know he had a shot blocked by Derek Favors, mm-hmm. but but I mean, that, that that's a lot of trust and faith in a, yep. in, a, in a player like that to say, you know what, let's roll with you and see how you handle that. And you know what? You get thrown in the deep end there, and you struggle to swim. When you get back to the kiddie pool, you're going to feel really good. And that's, I mean, he was playing kiddie pool minutes tonight because yep. the, 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 it was such a blowout. Chaz get the win tonight. Final score on this one, 118 to 88. Uh, points in the paint tonight. Jazz dominating as well, 60 points. Nearly half of their, uh, over half, I guess I should say, of their 118 points came in the paint tonight. Uh, and the uh, points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Jazz did basketball tonight, and they did it well. 118-88. Take a break. Come back as we continue on on your Jazz postgame show after a dominating Jazz victory right here on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Coming up on 10 o'clock along the Wasatch Front as the Jazz get the victory tonight. Final score in this one, 118-88. Scott Gerard filling in for Jake Scott alongside Ben Anderson of KSL.com. And uh, your recap, I'm sure, will be posted, if not there already, but pretty soon as the Jazz get the W. And uh, your takeaways from this game tonight, what can we expect there on KSL.com? Uh, l- looking at how thorough this was, that, that there was this question, we talked about it a lot, is, you know, are you beating bad teams and that's why you look so good, or can you beat good teams? And again, this is the second night of a back-to-back, you can't overlook that, but the, the Jazz looked as good against this Pacers team as they did against the Kings, the Pistons, the Knicks. The Jazz are making teams look really yeah. bad right now, and that's, that's I, I suspect, it's not going to continue every game, but it's it's more consistent than we expected. Well, you know, you brought up a really good point. We were talking about Rudy Gobert uh, during the game, and you mentioned that there's probably some people that only see Rudy Gobert two, three, maybe four times a year, and they'll say, hey, you know, he's not that good. He's just, we didn't make our layups tonight. Or he's not that good. It's just we had a bad shooting night. Well, guess what? Everybody who plays the Jazz, more often than not, when Rudy Gobert's in the lineup, aren't making their layups, and they're not shooting the ball extremely well. And the common theme is that it's Rudy Gobert. He's the one causing it. You're just not having an off night. It's Rudy Gobert doing what he does. Whether it's, you know, trying to give Sabonis the ball on the low block, and Sabonis was fine tonight. Miles Turner was pretty non-existent, I felt like. and I mean, it really felt like nobody on the Pacers really mattered tonight because, because the Jazz were so good. It's hard to say anyone had a good game when you lose by 30 points. But, yeah, Rudy's ability to just take away 
guys driving to the rim, guys coming off curls for little short jump shots, runners, or low post back to the basket game, which doesn't exist a ton in the NBA anymore, but you just don't see it. It's just crazy. I mean, the, the Pacers' leading score tonight, am I reading this right, was 12 points? Yeah. Two guys had 12? And it was Miles Turner? I don't remember a Miles Turner basket tonight. It, it was that, They were that spread apart. Yeah. There was no, never bringing, a good yeah. run. Yeah. Aaron Holiday went after Donovan? Yeah. Maybe that was the memorable part, and he had 12 points on... And then Donovan cooked him the yeah, rest and, of the night. Yeah, just cooked him. Aaron Holiday had 12 points on 12 shots and was, you know, their most effective scorer, I guess, most efficient. So, yeah, it's... Uh, Rudy Gobert is a different animal, and, and it was funny hearing George Niang talk about him after the game, the screening, the amount of work he does to get other guys open. But it's not like... Jaron Collins, who would do that and finish with four points and six rebounds for the Jazz. Yep. Rudy still had 20 and 14 tonight. Yep. <laughs> like he, he did all the dirty work and then still had a huge production uh, numbers. Uh, I should say huge game production-wise if you look at the numbers. It just, it just you know, we, we think of Rudy the defensive player, and deservedly so. He deserves all the accolades. But I don't think anybody can truly appreciate just how much he means to this offense. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sure those guys coming off of a Rudy Gobert screen, and that, that's a ball screen. That's with the ball in hand. How much room you must feel like you have. Yeah. But then if imagine if you're George Yang and you're sitting in one corner and Rudy's just rolling to the rim and you've just been sitting in the corner this whole play and your guy leaves you and you shoot forty five percent from the three point line, you say, You can't leave me. Yeah. I I'm Joe Ingles or Boyan Bogdanovich, and they're walking away from you. They turn their back to you to chip Rudy. You must be thinking it's Christmas morning every time the ball gets passed to you. Well, that's why I think that uh, the Jazz are, and Rudy Gobert, frankly, is an appealing place for a lot of players because they know that if you're, you know, if you're a decent corner three point shooter, if you're a different, you know, a decent wing uh, three point shooter, you're going to get looks. And uh, Boyan Bogdanovich is loving life. George Niang is loving life. Royce O'Neal is loving life. I mean, these are all high level three, and and Joe Ingles has been loving life for several years now yeah. because of it. Rudy's an economy. He's just he's building yeah. contracts for these guys. He's, he's, he's giving out money to these guys because you're going to keep George Niang around because he shoots so well from three, but guys are going to shoot that well if they're wide open. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think he, what, 2%, 3% of these contracts he should get? At least. As much as, much as the agent, honestly. Oh, I mean, quarterbacks buy their offensive line Rolexes when they win the Super Bowl, right? You know, a, a pitcher yep. will buy the outfield, uh, you know, Xboxes when he throws a, a no-hitter because someone has made a play inevitably at some point. Yeah. Yeah, those guys all owe Rudy quite a bit. Uh, as we mentioned, the Pacers shot 41%, only uh, – uh, 26.9% from three. They were 7 of 26. And this isn't a high-level three-point shooting team. That's about their average. And the Jazz shot about 31, or they shot 31 threes tonight, which is a little bit below their average. Uh, but they did shoot 38% from those three-pointers. And uh, we also mentioned in the pregame that this is a Pacer team that doesn't get to the free-throw line a lot. They only shot seven free-throws tonight. And a lot of that, I know, is because the game got away late, and I get sure. that. But still, seven free-throws in the course of an entire game is still a ridiculous number. And three makes. Yeah, three of seven, too. Bad percentage. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. And, and you know, that those are tired stats. That is yep. a team that said, you know what, I'm not going to go in and I'm, in, I'm not going to attack Rudy tonight. But that's good because if Rudy wasn't there and you're playing, you know, the Clippers have a really, as good as the Clippers are, they're really not a good uh, team at stopping teams from getting layups. If you know you can get layups, you're going to go to that. Yeah. You're going to go because layups are easy, dunks are easy. You're going to attack teams if you know you can get easy shots there. 
when you know you're not going to get an easy shot, you just say, I'm not going to try. I'm just not going to put in the effort when I'm tired, and that's what the Jazz did tonight. Um, games going on as we speak. Uh, the Trailblazers and the Warriors, next opponent for the Jazz, by the way. And the Warriors need lead by six right now with about ten and a half minutes left to go. 95 to 89. Let's see if the... Uh, if the Warriors can find a way to get the uh, hold on and get the victory against the Trailblazers, uh, War, uh, Trailblazers is only with 18 wins on the season so far. That's crazy. I know it just it makes no sense to me. I mean, there, there's some. I mean, there's when you dig deep, there's some things you can see there, but still, they don't have Yusuf Nurkic, who's their yeah. big guy, but he's their third best player. Yeah. You know, you've still got Dame, who's a top 15 player in the NBA, and you've got CJ McCollum, who's very good. It. Something went really wrong there, and there's more going on than we think. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Wizards get. Wizards get the win over the Pistons, 106 to 100. The Raptors knock off the Hawks, 122 to 77. And uh, another game that I find interesting, and you you touched on this earlier. Get ready, folks, because the Pelicans are coming. Um, and uh, they got the 126-116 victory over the Grizzlies tonight. Uh, the Pelicans may make the life of some people very miserable before it's all said and done. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a really nice job David Griffin did, coming in, rebuilding, losing Anthony Davis, bringing in the pieces he did, Brandon Ingram turning into a star, and then they're getting Zion back on the 22nd. What is that, a couple days? That's two days yeah, away. Against the Spurs, I oh, believe. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I know. I mean, we're going to be watching the Jazz and the Warriors, but we might have some eyes looking to see what Zion does as well. No doubt. Nuggets got the victory tonight. They knock off the Timberwolves 107-100, and the Lakers were just roughed up by the Celtics tonight, 139-107. to All right, the man with the new contract, um, Royce O'Neal, addressing the media as well as Donovan Mitchell. I seen him play better. That sucks. Uh, but, uh, I mean, he did a great job tonight leading the team. You know, he had a little hype moment, you know. I was the best hype man out there. As soon as he walked off the court during the timeout. Oh, I was right there. Buckets O'Neal came out like like he just got a new contract tonight. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, nah, man, I'm 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 really happy for my guy, man. I'm really happy he deserves it. Um, you know, I'm not gonna stop annoying him with the uh, the money the money jokes, you know, because he's coming from came a long way. We obviously came in together, um, so. It means a lot, you know, to see it. You know, it make me cry. Proud, proud father. Summer You're not talking about me right now. It's about you. Ah, cool. Who's buying dinner tonight? Royce. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, you gotta buy dinner tomorrow. Why? Trade. That's no, not no more. Mm-mm. Strictly you. All right, we'll see. Is it fair to say that you didn't think that it was too much of a battle between you and Aaron? No, he's a he's a he's a solid player. Limitless. Let me start off by saying that he's really good. You know, he's he's a guy I respect. You know, it's a competitor. Um, you know, I think his energy was towards the ref at first, and then it just became basketball. Like you know, that's how I grew up playing. You know, clapping each other's face, talking. You know, you know. At the end of the day, we ended up playing like dinner, playing one on one for like two minutes. So uh, I was tired, but you know, it's just sometimes you just gotta go. To beat a team with 28 wins by 30 points, what does it say where this team is at right now? I think just, you know, we just had a bitter taste from last time we played them. Uh, we wanted to come out with a lot of energy this time. We knew it was going to be a tough game, and I think our defense, you know, led to easy offensive baskets, and we just shared the ball. You guys contained all three of their scores tonight. I mean, just, just defensively, what was working so well? Well, when you put Royce on Malcolm Brogdon, you know, who's probably an all-star. You know, we've had, obviously, a lot of talks about it, but he's he's tough. You know, I think he had, what, five points tonight? You know, the Rudy um, guarding Sabonis the way he did. Um, Joe, Joe was on to TJ one, right? Those three in particular, you know, 
holding their holding the fort down, you know, doing their thing, you know. Um, that's that's what makes us great, you know, being able to defend, to guard, to communicate. Obviously, we've had slippage in, in certain situations, but we didn't let it affect us too much. You know, like I said, I've said this before, like, you know, we played the, the uh, we've played teams and kind of let them come back. You know, there was opportunities where, you know, they could have came back. You know, they did it against Denver last night. Um, I think Denver was up like nine the whole game, and they had a few mistakes. We didn't have those breakdowns, but it helps when you have three solid defenders, uh, excuse me, even beyond solid uh, defenders on and be able to contain those guys. There was that sequence early in the third quarter where the ball was really moving mm-hmm. when everybody, everybody got it and then Bo- Boyan hit three. Are you guys having fun right now? It looks like you guys are playing Man, free and having fun. We're enjoying it. You know, Mike, you're not leaving. Nice try, though. You know. <laughs> It really started with Mike and Warmus when he got that dunk. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if y'all saw it. Mike dunked. I've never seen a 60-year-old dunk before. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, like, I think we're just enjoying it. Enjoying I think a lot of it is a lot of it is we're just playing off instinct. You know, I think at the beginning of the year, it's when you have new guys. You know, I think we tend to overthink things and trying to figure each other out. We know what plays to run for each other. We know where uh, everybody's going to be. You know, at the end of the day, we had, what, 22 turnovers tonight, and we still won by the, that amount. That just shows, you know, a lot of our turnovers really just off of being unselfish. You know, it wasn't like a lot of one-on-one or stuff. It was trying to find the right guy, and I think that's we'll take that uh, any day. How important is this next stretch for you guys? Is it kind of a pulling down? Huge. I think, you know, the biggest question right now is with us is can we, you know, continue to win against – teams over 500 or teams like you know they're some of contenders you know I think this is a big step tonight you know but at the end of the day we're taking it game by game we're not going to over, overlook anybody we're not going to we uh, approach it differently we're just going to approach the way we have been and try and you know continue to be aggressive you know teams are going to come at us you know us with, with us playing the way we're playing but we got to be ready for it and I think we everybody's kind of locked in. Who's winning the three-point contest on this team right now got a lot of them. Royce you're yeah. you're up there man. I'm definitely taking myself but I'm, Let's just, come on, Joe. Let's Joe or Broyan. George might be up there. George, don't George. don't talk trash to George. Then he might win every single time. You know, he'll let you know where he's from. You know, he'll say like, I'm from Boston. You know, that whole little. He's really not from Boston. He's from Massachusetts. But those three, yeah. Royce is up there. No offense, bro, but like I've seen, I've seen Joe outshoot Kyle at times. Don't tell Kyle I said that. Well, I mean, I sh- outshot Kyle last year a couple of times. No, oh, I didn't see that. Kyle, I didn't see that. I love you, Kyle. Right, we don't play them again. Right, guys, that's Donovan Mitchell and Royce O'Neal. Let's go back to you. All right, there you go, Donovan Mitchell, Royce O'Neal. All right, so if you had one guy on this team that you needed to hit a game-winning three-pointer, okay, Rudy's po- Rudy's in the paint, kicks it out. This guy's wide open. Who do you want taking that last three? In game, I want Boyan. If I'm talking what they're talking about, which is just shooting in practice, yeah. I might go with George. I think you're right. George is a that. crazy three point. He's got a weird release, but it goes in. And to be in the NBA like George Niang is, and that be the one thing you do, he can play make a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He can, but he's not fast. He doesn't jump. He never dunks the ball. To be that good and be in the NBA and get minutes because you're that good at one skill, you have to be so good at that one yep. thing, and George Niang is. All right, one more. Let's hear from the 60-year-old Mike Conley. I didn't know a 60-year-old guy could dunk. Well, Mike Conley in pregame threw one down, got everybody's attention, and had one heck of a game tonight. Old times for you out there? Oh, yeah, man. That felt real good. Uh, I've been feeling really good for a while, so I just just miss being on the court. Uh, I'm just happy to be out there with those guys. and coaching staff and the players are making it easy on me it's, it's easy basketball with those guys 
A team that wins is one thing, but when a team starts to really dominate, psychologically, how different is that for a team that's starting to have success? Um, well, it's, it's, it's one, it's, it's tough for opponents because it's tough to beat a team when they're having fun, when you're just playing the right way. Um, and for us, it's, it's, you're instilling confidence in each guy. You're seeing guys just see the best version of everybody. And, um, and we believe in each other. We believe in ourselves. And, and when guys are playing that way, it's, it's tough. So, you know, we're just going to try to keep building, um, keep challenging ourselves every day and, um, and stay humble. You can't never, you know, never get too high. So uh, we're just going to keep working. They helped from a lot of different spots on the court, and you guys kind of found the open guy tonight. How, you know, what's the process there, and how do you, how do you make the right read? Yeah, every night uh, is different. And tonight, you know, they're a team that really helped in on the corners to try to, um, you know, stop Rudy's, Rudy's, <coughs> Rudy and Tony's rolls to the rim. So um, it was on us to kind of recognize that early and get that ball going to the corner, and then that corner guy then making the play. Um, so, you know, we practice it day in and day out. So, you know, it's starting to become second nature. Nick, in your opinion, what is the identity of this Utah Jazz team? Um, really, we're, we're a, a tough physical um, defensive team. We're a defensive team first. Um, and then everything else has become just the unselfish, you know, obvious unselfishness is what we like to live by. And, and, um, and you're starting to see it now when, when the ball moves six, seven, eight times in one possession. Guys around the bench are already standing up because they already know what's about to happen. Like that's that's what we love, and and you know whether we win or lose games is one thing, but playing that kind of style will will, will get you going on the right track. I know you're used to playing 35 minutes, but how are you feeling after two games back after you know being out um, Feel really good. Feel really good, uh, and I'm trying to hold myself from wanting to play. I want to play 40 minutes. I'm ready, but. Um, I'm just, you know, listening to the guys. Uh, we have great, great, uh, great staff back there doing a great job. So um, I'm following, following their lead. When you guys had the rough road trip, which included the game against Indiana, even though things weren't going well, did you have the sense and the feeling and the vision that this team was capable of this level of play? Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, um, I mean, even to this point, we know there's another level. Um, so you never got satisfied. We never were too overly worried. Um, back then because we have such I'm on what time they're they're asleep I'll be on well me at the plane me at the plane um, yeah yeah I do got to worry about that but um no, the, now I'm sidetracked. What yeah, were we talking about? You thought that the the vision was to get oh, to this yeah, level, yeah, and there's yeah, another yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, we we got we got levels, and um, and we didn't necessarily want to be playing our best basketball in you know October, November. I think you want to continue to build, um, and that's what we're doing. And hopefully that that just continues to build until the until the playoff time and going forward. Is because of the way they were playing and the way the ball moves and all that has that made the transition coming back in even easier uh, than it probably would be in most situations? Um, yeah, for sure. I honestly felt, um, you know, right before I, I, I pulled my hamstring the second time in the Orlando game, I think we were starting to turn a corner at that point, and then we took off. And now um, it's so much easier. It's the basketball is, is exactly what we all thought coming in. When we all signed on this summer, this is what we envisioned, guys moving the ball, not worrying about who's scoring, not who, you know, guys, are, it's hard to guard and it's hard to, hard to play against teams like that. You shoot and work out with Royce a lot. What did you think when you saw his, his deal? I took credit for it. <laughs> I, uh, I got him going, man. I, got, I, was, I was all over him yesterday, but 
No, I was just so happy for him, man. It really just, you know, I saw him in the summertime and how much he had improved from the times I had played against him last season to the point in the summer and every day. Um, you know, he's the first one in trying to get on, get his get his shots up, and I'm working with him and we're playing games and all that. And people don't see that. And uh, you know, just uh, the things he does for this team is is invaluable, and, um, and he's rewarded for it. Jordan's not a guy that you have been able to play with. It's only been a couple games now, but you guys seem to really work well together on the court. What is it about you two, you and the uh, man, he's easy to play with. I mean, right now it's it's, it's uh, you know, he's a guy that, that obviously we know what he's in there to do. He's in there to try to score points and um, and lift us, especially on, off the bench. And but at the same time, he's learning the system. He's learning how to play off of each uh, each guy. And for me, it's you know I just just kind of fit in with you know where I get in and um, and I know when to get him the ball. I know when to, you know where he, where he's going with it. So uh, we're learning and uh, we still got still got a ways to go. But it's 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 fun. Like thinking back to a couple of years ago, as you were out for the year, thinking t in terms of Vic, you missed, you know, the out for the year, came back, new teammates. What was that acclimation process like for you? What do you remember about maybe how long it took for you to get comfortable with everyone in those sorts of things? Yeah, um, it's a it's a little bit of a transition because you you're used to a, you know one team and you haven't played ball in a year and just a lot of different things are going through your mind at that time, but. You know, when you got a guy at Vic's level um, and, on, and a team that he has, I think that you know the transition will be very easy for him. I mean, the guys over there they play great, great team basketball. They play defense. They they do the little things that that help you know create great great winning atmosphere. So for him, you know, I think he'll just he'll just fit in slowly and do his thing and not try to push it. But because um, they have a bigger picture in mind, and I'm sure that he he's you know got the same same goal. Was it hard for yourself not to push yourself back? Yeah, Especially yeah. Coming in midseason. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I, I came back at the beginning, so it was a little bit different. But um, I could imagine coming back in the middle of the year is going to be, you know, one thing. He's got to just concentrate on you know, understanding that it's not about getting it all back in one game. You know, he's gonna. He's a, he's an all star. He's a he's the player that they they know and love. So he'll he'll be he'll be all right. All right cool. Thanks, thank you, guys. That's Mike Conley. Let's go back to. Big thanks to Tony Parks down in studio. Great work from him as the Jazz get the victory, 118-88. Uh, ben, this is a lot of fun, man. Appreciate you letting me hang out. I think the Jazz had fun. Yeah, they I mean, they're yelling at each other and interrupting each other's interviews and talking for a long time and doing interviews together. And Mike said it. You, you heard him there at the end. He said, you know, we're having fun. It's a team that likes each yeah. other, and, and it's very believable. All right. Uh, coming up, uh, the Jazz will be back in action, taking on Golden State. Uh, coming up two nights from now. Until then, big thanks to everyone who made the broadcast possible tonight. Jazz get the victory, 118-88. And you heard it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.